Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We're back. We took a week off. We felt a little weird doing it, not having anything to post or going in the live chat with you guys, but we are back and better than ever. And um, so we're filming this right after Labor Day weekend, but before that, what we would have talked about last week, we're going to kind of give a little recap of that too, because I did something a little out of character, you could say. Did you know? <laughs> so honestly, when I told Brittany I was going, she couldn't believe it, but I went to WWE. They came here and did a show in Detroit at LCA, and it was honestly really fun but I think the best part looking back was an encounter that I had when I was going to the restroom so I was walking back to my seat and this girl just yells in my face you look just like your dad and I didn't know if I should say thank you or fuck you <laughs> and I honestly have never had an experience like that. There was no hi, hello, are you, Haley, are you just, you look just like your dad. And I was like, okay, Um, got a blast (laughs) and just went back to my seat. But I think that might have been the most action of that night. Um, But the other thing that I was saying about WWE, which I was so surprised, the fans are so dedicated it was almost as bad as Taylor Swift fans. Insane. Which also reminds me because last weekend we watched the VMAs and like the biggest thing that came out of that was Taylor Swift announcing her album and all the Swifties went wild. I was kind of shocked that she just came out and announced it. I was too. I really wasn't expecting an album announcement, but like clockwork, Every Swifty on the internet got to work. (laughs) Yes, went through the history books of everything that Taylor has done within the last year to try to decode it and be Nicolas Cage and figure out all the little Easter eggs that were midnight. Well, usually Taylor Swift talks in ciphers. (laughs) Everything she does is decoded. So I I was surprised that she just came out and announced it, but still people are finding meanings where there probably isn't. Um, but yeah, that, that was like the most exciting thing I think from the VMAs. Um, and then this past weekend was Labor Day weekend and Brittany finally made it to Evans Cottage up north. I really did. It's been a while. His family has had it for years. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we've always talked about her coming and then finally... This was the weekend she was able to come, but it was really fun. Um, but the funniest part was, so we were walking them out. Her and Brian were leaving and me and Evan were walking them out and we said bye. And Britt goes, we don't hug. That'd be weird. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even know why she said it. I'm like, yeah, we never do. I just felt like it <laughs> needed to be said. I don't know why. <laughs> so I turn around and me and Evan just start walking back to the cottage and they're getting in their car and he's like why'd you make that so awkward and I was like I did and he was like yeah why wouldn't you hug them I go I don't ever hug Brittany no 
I couldn't tell you the last time we hugged. But I feel like this is a common theme for me and probably a lot of people. It's like the closer you are to somebody, the less you hug. It's kind of... that tracks in my brain. I don't know. It's also like how they say when you're close with people or your best friends, you're never in pictures together. And it's like hugging. I don't... I just don't hug people when I'm close with them. Mm-mm. So... That was interesting. Evan was like, I feel like it's because half of his family are huggers. When you enter, when you exit, you hug everybody. Yeah. And I'm just not like that. And it's weird because there are certain friends that I'll hug every time I see them, but not my close friends. Like if I see you at least once a week, we're not hugging. No, it would be (laughs) weird if I hugged you every time I saw you at this point. But I saw this video too of twins on TikTok talking about how they don't hug because it feels weird because they feel somehow like they're hugging themselves. I've never thought about it like that. And all the comments were twins validating that they don't hug their twin. No way. And I was like, that kind of checks out because you don't hug people you're close with. True. It's just a thing. I think it's a thing. Hopefully we're not alone or weirdos in that. (laughs) Somebody comment that that's true. Um, No, so that was really funny. And then what was not so funny this past week, there were so many, or the past two weeks, Mm -hmm. so many people on social media talking about other people, like celebrities or TikTokers, mental health. Yeah. And... We always get into it whenever we see those kind of videos, but specifically, Britney Spears had that, it was one week ago, I think today, an unlisted YouTube video that she posted herself from her own account. It was, I think, 20 minutes of her going on about how the conservatorship was basically just messed up and they really overworked her and how it really messed her up. And then I feel like with that whole situation, the whole time it's been going on, everybody has been on her side the whole time. And even with this, but now there's speculation. Is she still in it? Does somebody still have control because it got taken down? Yeah, that's, that's the really interesting part about it. Cause how would we know? Because and then you think about it, too, for so many years when she was in it, nobody even knew that was happening. And I feel like even with that, I know of situations where it's very hard to get somebody, even for a 24-hour hold, if you think they need it, to get somebody committed for just 24 hours is a really difficult process. And when I think about her situation and how long she went through it, I just cannot fathom what was going on behind the scenes to make that happen because it seems so unrealistic just from the information that I know. And also I studied psychology and I know a little bit about that process and it's, it's makes no sense to me how it actually happened to her for so long and without social media and people advocating so much for mental health now, how long would she have been in it? That's 
a really good question. Till she died? Like there was so much publicity around it and so many people looking at her social media and saying, Hey, I think she like needs help. Like the Swifties help. decoding. Exactly. People were really reading into every single post that she had on her Instagram and turned out to be true. Turned out that she did need help. But if it wasn't for that, when? Yeah. You know? And then also this past week, there was the situation with Gabby Hanna, which is, uh, she was on Vine, then she was on YouTube now she's on TikTok and she's got quite a lot of followers. And basically people were, she posted over 200 videos or something within a span of 24 hours. And the behavior in them led people to say that she was manic or speculate that she was having a manic episode on the internet. But now this week she's, been posting more videos kind of more toned down still a lot of videos still different behavior than her normal behavior I would say but people now are speculating okay well then that was all fake you don't have mental health issues and you were just doing it for views and then the other thing which we're gonna get into that in a second because then there's Kanye who this also past week it's like so many things with uh, mental health issues, but everybody speculates when Kanye goes on his posting on Instagram that that's him having some type of mental. Yes, there's a like, lot of it's speculation every time he that. posts. That's what people are saying, and it's like with him, everybody is I think fifty fifty. Half the people are just on his side; they're fans, and they're like go off king, mm-hmm. and then. The other 50 are like, I hope you get the mental help you need. And assuming yeah. that he's got a mental problem at the time. And then with Brittany, it's like everybody's 100% on her side. She should have never been in a conservative conservatorship. And then with Gabby Hanna, it's like you're faking it. Mental health isn't your mental health isn't real. And I just feel that's kind of what I was about to say. With studying psych for four years, I still would never look at somebody's social media and try to guess what they did or didn't have. And exactly. I, and I feel like people who make these comments don't are not in the right, don't have enough information to be making these assumptions. And whatever the case was, if they do or don't have mental health problems, these comments are not going to help the situation. No. But I do think people being more knowledgeable in mental health is good because it can help you if you're going to use it for one yourself. If you know you have issues or you think you might and you want to know more, so maybe you can help what you're feeling and get help. But if you're going to be empathetic and use it to have more empathy for what others are going through, then yeah, try to give your two cents and learn about mental health. But if not, it's like, what is the point of all that? And again, since social media, like, would we be having these conversations if it wasn't for social media now? Like, that being so with everybody. Like like I said, in the past two weeks, we have three really big people going viral for for perceived or not perceived mental health issues. Right. And we're only seeing so much of it, what they're allowing us to see. We don't see 
the other half of it of everything that's happening behind the scenes and behind those closed doors. Right. And even with the Britney situation, what's even allowed to be posted or what's not allowed to be posted? You don't know what's going on in someone's life. So I feel like with that stuff, like I said, even having studied psych, I don't ever look at those things and go, oh, yeah, they probably do have this. You don't know what's There's no going way of on. knowing. Yeah. But that was, we kind of talked about this too, how it's so interesting with Britney Spears was perceived as being crazy or whatever her whole life when she was, before she was in the conservatorship because of literally things that now are trendy to do. Like when she shaved her head, everybody was like, oh my God, she's got to be crazy. Something's wrong with her. And now it's like a known thing that people shave or cut their hair to feel like they're losing trauma or feeling more free. And it's, I see it all the time on TikTok of people just shaving their whole head off. Yeah. And everyone's like, go off, you go. Yeah, it's (laughs) very much so celebrated now. Yeah. And which I think is a good thing. But with her, why was that such a bad, negative thing? I don't know. It was probably since we had such a lack of social media and you only saw, I feel like, celebrities in bits and pieces. And there was so much coverage on her taking the umbrella with, was it a car or paparazzi? But okay, I think about those instances. And even like we were talking about the road rage thing, imagine being pushed so far over and over again. You're, you're gonna, bound to snap. And yeah. she was getting it from millions of people a day. I can't imagine. I just, yeah. So that was a lot of um, mental health stuff in the past two weeks. And I always just sit back and like, Nobody knows what's going mm-hmm. on, but yeah, so that was that. On a lighter note, I forgot to say this in the beginning, I got my hair dyed for the first time. Literally lighter. Lighter <laughs> topics. Um, In the past eight years. How have you gone so long without highlighting your hair? Because I feel like I thought that you got highlights at least around like your 21st birthday. No, so I looked back and I was talking. So I've only had pretty much two people ever dye my hair in mm-hmm. my whole life. But the last one that did it was the one who did it this time. And so she literally hasn't touched it for eight years. But we were talking. And so, because remember, I used to be bright, highlighter, blonde, blonde. Like blonder than my hair at current state. So I think I just let that grow out. I never, oh. I never dyed it again or dyed it darker or anything. I just let it grow out. So towards the end, it looked like I had highlights because I just had some pieces left. And so, because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, there's no way it's been eight years. I used to have light hair and I pulled up pictures and I showed her. And she was like, no, I think it was just growing out because I never dyed your hair oh. dark. And so it just grew out and it was my natural it hair. It just naturally got dark like that? That's my natural hair color. That's, that's crazy. I'm not totally sold yet. On I this. love it. I'm debating. I feel I feel like it's a <laughs> lot, but I also, like I said, haven't had anything for eight years. It was so impulsive too. It was one of those things where I brought it up and in that moment when she was like, you know what? I have time to do it today. I like 
my heart sank a little, but I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to change my mind. Yeah, you would have. You would have thought about it too much because I feel like, was it earlier that week or the week before? I've done it like so many times over the past, I would say two years. I've been back and forth. Like there will be random spurts where I'm like, I really want to do it. I really want to do it. And if I don't act on it immediately, it just never happens. I come up with business ideas all the time and I'll tell you randomly. But like, obviously, if we don't do it within that moment, it's gone. Except the podcast. Yeah. Well, the podcast did take about nine months to to be born. But it made it there. Yeah. That was one thing we stayed on top of, though, I think, after. Because even before I, I brought it up to you, I talked about doing a podcast probably two years ago. And then it was just kind of coming up with the ideas and the creative behind it to get it going. But then once I was more solid in it, I'm like, okay, I can say it out loud. Because that's the other thing I think I have issues with too. I know once I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I have to do it. So if I say like, I'm going to start a podcast or I'm going to do this to more than like one person, I instantly feel pressure inside to do it that I have to do it to like prove I could do it so that was kind of probably a good thing with the podcast that I asked you about it but yeah I mentioned it a couple times over the years and then just never and that was kind of I I kind of fed two birds with one scone oh my god (laughs) that's the PETA way of saying it um because I also talked about doing YouTube for so long that I did know Yeah, like I wanted to do it and I just wasn't sure what I wanted the videos to be or I was learning the cameras and the setup and I had set up multiple sets for YouTube. Yeah, and then I just never went through with that. I would get so nervous and I think it was too. I always said talking is so easy, but when it's just you staring at a camera yourself and talking to yourself with like makeup because that was what I really wanted to do I felt so weird about it I was like how could I talk to myself for an hour through a tutorial of makeup so I never ended up doing it but I mean there's still hope maybe one day once we get comfortable (laughs) we're still learning um no but yeah so that was that and then we are a little what the f this week, we're not trying to be pick me's, but it's football season. Let's go. And I swear, I was never really into football. I think, I mean, not I think, I know. It's one of those things where it's an event, you eat, you drink. So I always was cool to go to tailgates or go to somebody's football party but I don't think I ever really watched the games until when we found out we were going to the Super Bowl. We started watching the games because we were super invested in like where the Rams going to play because it was in L.A. Right. So we wanted to see who was going to be in it. So then we actually started watching and I really liked it. And then now after going to the Super Bowl, the Lions are the team that is being featured in the show The Hard Knocks. So they do, they pick a different team every year from the NFL and they do a little, I guess, docu-series of like Mm -hmm. starting the season and it's the Lions this time. So we've been watching that 
And so now I'm invested to see how good they do or don't do this year, which they better do good. I'm hoping they do good this year. Yeah, so we've been invested. That's probably every single person from Michigan for the last. (laughs) We're always hopeful in the beginning. We'll see how it goes. Games are still fun, though. Um, So, yeah, that's what we're watching now. And honestly, is that? Our whole episode? That's kind of what we had planned. Stories. Yeah. I think these are longer shady stories though. So they are. This is gonna be interesting. Do you want me to do the first one? Sure. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember seeing this one. It's a good one. (laughs) Okay, this one says there's a title. Shady AF Family Secrets. While I was growing up, I was very naive to many things that were actually going on within my family. Every two weeks, my uncle would stop by our house and my mom and him would go down to the basement for a few hours while they had a safety meeting. At least that's a lie they told us at the time. Neither my siblings or cousins were allowed to bother or interrupt until they came upstairs. I was always excited for these bi-weekly visits because I got to play with my cousins and afterwards, my uncle would take us all to Sam's Club where we would pretty much get anything we needed, groceries or wanted, CDs, movies, electronics, and sometimes he'd take us to Dillard's to get a new outfit or a pair of shoes. It was basically shopping day. When they weren't having safety meetings in the basement, it was in our playroom. We were allowed anywhere in the basement except the crawl space, or we'd get our butts beat. I always assumed the crawl space was there because they hid the Christmas presents from us all year but it wasn't until I was an adult that I found out what was really in our basement so a few years had gone by and my uncle had mysteriously broken both of his legs playing basketball my uncle was never a basketball player to my knowledge I was always suspicious about that story because he was a short dude and it really was just another lie that we were told about how he broke his legs Fast forward two years, and suddenly my uncle was sentenced to serving nine years in federal prison. We were still in the dark about what he was there for until he got out. Turns out, my uncle got caught with many kilos of cocaine in the trunk of his car one night and started running from the police. Two cop cars had caught up to him by pinning him between the two police cruisers and crushed his legs in the process. For all these years, they weren't hiding Christmas presents in the crawl space, He was hiding God knows how many kilos of cocaine in our basement, and he was paying my mom to use our basement as a stash spot for his drugs and money, and he was spending time in the federal penitentiary for drug trafficking. This is not where I thought that story was going at all. Originally, when I first saw that part at the beginning about the weekly meetings and no one could interrupt, your head went to an affair. Yes, absolutely an affair, but But it's worse. It makes sense because the shopping days, of course he could afford to give them shopping days. Yes, he's... She was getting paid up or they were getting paid up. But you know what else? What? Do the... Why wasn't the mom in jail? She should have been in jail. She was an accomplice. Are we the only ones who know that the mom was an accomplice? Us and the aliens know. We might be a witness to this crime. <laughs> I don't want to be a witness to the crime. I just can't believe 
Because she would for sure go to jail if the cops knew that that's where he was hiding his drugs. I guess the uncle kept quiet and didn't expose her. Didn't take her down with him. Well, the kid thought it was fine to tell us. Thought it was fine to tell us and was only upset about the Christmas presents not being (laughs) in the crawl space. That's insane. Wow. Imagine finding out Santa's not real and it was drugs. That's terrible. (laughs) terrible Worst case scenario. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Okay. Wow. That, That shady story turned... Oh, you know what we were going to do? The shady we're, meter. Yeah, we're going to rate the shady stories now of how shady we think they are on a scale of 1 to 10. I mean, that's drugs. Brittany, this is a crime that only we know about. <laughs> that's pretty shady. That's a 9. A 9? At least. Yeah, 9 out of 10. I can agree with that. Okay, let's get, let's do the next one. I'm excited to rate it now. Shady story number 2. When I was in high school, I hung out with multiple cliques and not really interested in fitting in. Well, I was pretty cute, and I noticed guys started to notice and hanging out with different guys around town. One night, I decidedly didn't go home, and I ended up hooking up with a guy another one of my friends had a crush on. Come to find out, the guy had a girlfriend. Totally didn't know. His close friends told me they wouldn't say anything, and I agreed I wouldn't say anything either. But they warned me how this chick's, chick works and will try to manipulate information out of people. Hint, either I wasn't the first girl he cheated with, or he'd been looking for someone to cheat with, because the girl was always accusing him of cheating anyways. I didn't know the chick, so I thought nothing of it, and the guy and I were just friends, so it was no big deal to me to keep the secret. We also went to different schools because the guy moved while his parents were getting a divorce. I had happened to run into him um, after I happened to run into him after running into some mutual friends that we had all decided to hang out. A day goes by and my friends start calling me out and I totally denied everything because I knew she was just trying to get milk information for the other girl who I found out she knew was his girlfriend. So crushing on your friend's boyfriend? She give she gave her my number and everything. Biatch. She was supposed to be my best friend. So spark notes here. This girl who sent in the story, her best friend knew the girlfriend. Okay. Okay. That of the guy that she originally. So oh, did she hook yeah. up with him twice now? No, she hooked up with him once. And how her friend is trying to milk information out of her to give the guy's girlfriend. So her supposed best friend is playing both sides. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to the story. Anyways, this stupid chick calls me and I get tongue-tied while continuing to deny everything because I knew that the boys didn't tell and the only thing that she had on me was that I was out that night. Then my mom gets on the phone and tries to deny the situation. Granted, she's drunk, but finally gets to the point of setting up a fight with these girls. I had to grab the phone and set up the fight myself, which I was trying to avoid. I set it up on their side of town. Needless to say, I wasn't afraid, but more pissed. I go to where it was supposed to be, and these idiots did not show. They were cowards. 
I even got there early and left late, missing the first half of school. I get back to school and go about my day. No one has anything to say because they know I'm ready for a fight. A few days go by and the dude breaks up with the chick over trying to fight with me and lying about how I told her everything. To this day, I don't tell people anything about my whereabouts or specific people anymore because someone will open their big mouth to someone else and say something they shouldn't, whether it's true or not. If you think someone's cheating and you can't handle that, leave them. If you're thinking about cheating, then leave the other person before you hurt them. Don't drag people into your mess. End that ish. I also don't have random nights anymore where things could happen like that. That probably shouldn't. I also learned a lot about male and female dynamics and loyalty through that experience. There was a lot going on in this story. Yeah. First, I do like how the little lessons included at the end. Me too. If you think someone's going to cheat on you, you shouldn't be with them. And if you want to cheat on someone, leave them before you cheat. That's great lesson for the people. But I instantly thought of when the mom like set up the fight. Yeah, what? Have you seen those TikToks where it'll be you pretend that you're going to a fight and you need the other person yes. with you to go to because <laughs> yes. there's a dad or a whoever that wants to fight them while you fight yeah. the other person. They're like, get your shoes on. They have a, they have like, a daughter. Come on, come on. <laughs> Let's go get your shoes on. I'm going to fight. I need you to fight the boyfriend. And the, the guy that you're with is so confused. What? What? I'll, I'll get my shoes. I'll get my shoes. Like to see if they're like back you up in a fight. That instantly reminded me of that. I feel like you should do that to Evan. I feel like he'd be super confused. He would be so alarmed. Are you kidding <laughs> What's me? What's going on? I think he would be more alarmed that who the hell am I gonna fighting? Go fight? <laughs> yeah, like right. who would I be fighting? He that would catch him before me saying he needs to go fight someone. He'd be like, he'd be like, who? No, there's no chance you're fighting anyone. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I did kickboxing before. Did you? I think I was like eight. I think oh, I was good. really young. <laughs> I don't remember anything from it, but I would Perfect. try my best. That's crazy. Shady, shady meter on this one. What do you think? I mean, there was going to be a fight, but there wasn't a fight. And then the dude broke up with the girl. It's a lot of drama. A lot of deceit. I think the shadiest thing about this would be the friend that was playing both sides, that was friends with You're both right. girls. But even still, she didn't really do anything about mm -hmm. it. So I would say six out of ten. Was it was six, six point five, maybe. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do points now. I, I feel think. like we're gonna need some points in there. Okay, yeah, I agree. Six, six and a half. Yeah. Wasn't too shady. That's your basic Run of the mill. Yeah. Play, play, uh, cheat is going to cheat. But we like the life lesson. Yeah. I like the, the ending of why this story needed to be yeah. submitted. <laughs> it needed to be told. It needed to be heard by everybody. Um, Honestly, this was kind of a short episode, but I think that's it. We're happy to be back and we miss you guys and we will see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.